welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps, they've become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there, but on Motto... Every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. We have our winner. After an emotional-filled finale with many high highs and a few unfortunate lows, a new queen has been crowned. So what happens next for Queen of the Universe? Who the fuck knows, but we're going to talk about it. It's time to discuss all things Queen of the Universe 2 and join me as a fabulous Ajita. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You know what? I was doing great. I was so excited to talk about this episode. And then I went on instagram today now listeners we are recording this on july 1st i would just like you to know false fucking advertising friends because yes queen of the universe has now officially been pulled off of paramount plus it is available on wow presents plus worldwide except the united states are you what the fuck oh my god this is, I did not even realize this. Yeah, oh, um, do we know why? Like, do we know? To say why? that I'm not too happy about that. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. Um, me and World of Wonder have a lot of discussions because I also um, obviously r- record about all the franchises internationally. And I, the challenge was a song and they decided to put the lyrics on the bottom, which meant the English captions were gone. So I have no. Wonder do. So that oh. is where we are at. Um, obviously, friends, this is our finale episode. We are no longer doing the pitch perfect or off key section of the podcast. But I will give this last disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. How many times a day do you do that spiel? (laughs) That is really impressive. I Listen, I've had to put that in... I've had to put it in all of my podcasts nowadays because I I, I just got to give the disclaimer because I don't want people coming for me. I completely understand. We're here but also, like, are, I need to do a quick check-in for you because are you doing okay? Maybe this show being canceled was a good thing for your own sanity. 
Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, it does eliminate one show off of the docket. Um, but I like this one. I like the singing. I like the singers. I do too. I mean, there's. It's so funny. Like I uh, uh, come out of this like drag retirement and like am ready to like do full storm. I'm like, I don't know if like RuPaul's for me, but like this show where they go, there's thousands of people that uh that, that that apply i'm like maybe i have chances in like a thousand i'm like absolutely not i don't have a chance anymore because they truly are dropping the ball i it is so unreal yeah i i really thought i really hoped that with while taking it perhaps they may be like adjusting it maybe, maybe limit the budget do do a different version of the show um, after this reveal, um, not being on American, wow, no, it's, it's done. It's unreal, but the budget's insane. I mean, like, I can imagine Correct. why they make, like, the, the huge jump to just absolutely yank the carpet out from everybody, because I, I'm looking at all these different, like, sets and, and, and everything that they're doing, the production value of everything. I'm like, this, this shit isn't cheap. Like, I just, I, I need I, a cash prize of $250,000. A hundred percent. more than Drag Race. That's, it's, it's more than, especially, do you remember when they offered a, a firm handshake and a couple cents for, for season one? Poor BB. Like, that, yeah. that, that's, that's where we started with there. Maybe they just came out swinging a little bit too big this time around. Like $100,000 would have been sufficient. Then you could probably have the show going on for another four seasons. But even still, you have to think about it this way. A lot of these shows are so are like multi-million dollar investments. Like, like of course, honestly, of course. In, in in the grand scheme of things, like how much is twenty five or two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars when they're spending right. millions of dollars to to be able to put it on? Anyways, that's I'm so frustrated that they didn't really give this the chance that it needed to. I agree. All right, friends, don't forget about the podcast favorite game, Queen of the Universe Bumper Count. Take a drink of your favorite libation or non-alcoholic bevy every time we mention the use of the Queen of the Universe Bumper. That's so funny. I, I, so I, we begin. I am ready. I'm ready if you are. All right, let's do it. We're going to jump straight in with our voiceover man who we're going to learn that just one and will become Queen of the Universe. It's the grand finale from our host city of London. Uh, speaking of London, DragCon UK 2024 officially announced. It's only going to be two days again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go. I don't know if I'm going to go. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of work. And for two days, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. I did DragCon uh, New York City once, and it was... Uh, my my partner is as uh, works in nightlife and used to travel with Honey Davenport and she ended up being like she was like hey Vivacious needs help with her booth would you like to work with her and so I was up with Ornacia on my head doing like the beck like the the barking at people trying to get people to go to mm-hmm. Vivacious's booth and I absolutely love that woman but she worked me so hard <laughs> she's it was such a funny experience i don't know if i don't know if i could do that in london no less but uh that's i mean for me i have to work it in order to be there so i completely understand you not being able to just uh, literally and like for me like doing the interviews it's great and um in la it was only two days again and i did get significantly less content but 
Um, it also it's more stressful because even the queens are not as inclined to want to do an interview because they have less time with the fans. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see what what happens, and it also depends on um who's going to be there because at this point after three straight drag cons i've gotten a lot of the same queens i don't need to get the same ones again for a little bit yeah. maybe maybe take a break i don't know but it's also very close to my birthday so i'm like do i want to go from my birthday to europe let's see maybe i don't know okay do you we are going to begin with a performance from our season one winter drag queen uh she was very gold she was very 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 shiny she looked like a cyber pop star I completely agreed. Um, I actually, you know, it's so funny. I didn't get a chance to finish uh, uh, this first season of this show, but I was very pleasantly surprised with what I saw. I thought she was incredible. Yeah. She invites us to party for all the queens and queerdos, and that includes our contestants. Now, first up, we see Tiger Brava and uh, the hair, which we'll talk about a little later on. Uh, and she is there dancing with um, my Queen of the Universe boyfriend, Charlie Goddard, uh, in a crown. He's my prince. He's my favorite dancer of the entire bunch. Um, notice me, Charlie. Notice me. Um, who looks like a beautiful little butterfly. Like, very cute. And then we're going to say hello to our first batch of the Eliminated Queens. Militia Skunt, Love Miss Sissy, and Chloe V, who knew none of the lyrics. She couldn't even lip sync what the fuck was going on. No wonder she got eliminated first. I I also loved the headpiece that Militia had that was completely encapsulating. Like it's, it looked like um it looked like her head was like Audrey too, and it was like starting to the mouth was starting to close <laughs> in on her, and it was truly um yeah it was uh, a lot, and I I thought it was a mess yeah. and. Also, but I again, it was a mess in a way that was very entertaining. Like, if anything, Absolutely. I, I had so much fun. Now, Trevor actually is wearing a jacket that I would wear, and we're going to discuss that jacket later on because someone on that pop TV panel did not like it. Uh, that being said, who would like me to who would like to make me one of those jackets? I love iridescent; it's my favorite color. Oh, um, yeah. And then it's Giselle, Viola, and the return of Maxi. She is alive. She's not dead. I. What kind of sickness do we think it was? Do we think it was COVID? Like, do, do you think they were afraid to say COVID? Do you think, like... I, it couldn't have been COVID because she's back. Because, like, this had to be, like, a day or two later. I don't... I literally, like, don't... I don't understand. I That whole episode... I'm going to so pretend she was just really gassy. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't take her gas X that day. She was just like, oh, she my didn't. goodness. Oh my gosh! Or she took too much emodium. Um, I will. I'm, I'm going to say it. Uh, there it is. This song was a bop. I will listen to it on repeat. If Leland wrote it, um, he's just really that good. I I'm been loving the songs on this. Like there is something that is so night and day about the original songs on on Queen of the Universe versus the original songs on RuPaul's Drag Race. It's truly like I I. I but Leland has worked on Drag Race multiple times, right? Like, is he just saving his 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 D list shit? Yeah, so he's it? done like all of the. I don't know because like he done he's done the last two Ruskals. Obviously, we know that Wig Loose was a smash hit. Um, he wrote UK Hun. He's written a lot of like big songs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really love. I really do love. 
I, I think what's very interesting is is that like maybe the songs aren't turning out the best because uh, because they're having some of these queens write the verses, and so maybe Correct. maybe maybe because there's a collaborative effort, <laughs> like. And you're 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 not gonna get as that that like that crazy great quality like content that you know we're here you've got entirely musicians that are are able to if they're either uh, uh, if Leland isn't writing the whole song then there was that episode where they had to write their own verses and that was very very entertaining and I love that absolutely now I would like to note Miss Estrada is MIA. She was not in this performance. Oh my God, you're right. Did, did you think, did you think they would, well, I mean, I guess I, I didn't notice the first time around. So do you think they just didn't think people would notice? I guess so. I bet as she was limited, she, she literally said, fuck you, I'm out. Probably. I don't know. She was pissed. That is, I mean, it, it's wild. I mean, the, the, I, I wonder if they didn't really have the reins that, uh, and, you know, I mean, we all know a drag queen to storm out every once in a while, but like mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, like when you don't, aren't, when you aren't running a tight ship on set, like how, how are you expecting a lot of these like strong personalities to kind of be at your beck and call? Like, like, how are you, exactly. where's the incentive there? Because clearly it was not a tight ran ship because of what is happening uh, and what we're seeing to this day. It's just mess, mess. Now, after the performance, Trixie will say, do it again. And I bet you $10 they did do it again because it's television and, you know, it's how it works. <laughs> do it again. It was, a, it was a sincere earnest from the heart. Wait, I didn't catch that. Let's do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Queen of the Universe bumper count number one. Now Graham is already positioned, flanked by the dancers. I'm gonna miss the dancers. I really love the dancers. Um, maybe one day I will have my own set of dancers to really just walk down the street with, just standing there think, for me. I, I think that's a great idea. I, I think it. you really invest that in your life. Yeah. As I've said, oh, Twink Crew. <laughs> After six grueling eliminations there are three remaining singing superstars and we get straight into our queen of the universe bumper count number two now graham tells them that one of them will walk away with the understate uh with the crown of queen universe trophy and the understated trophy which really looks like the stanley cup with a crown on top of it um how they're getting that home i don't know also if they don't take it home uh where is it i will buy it i but here's Someone's the thing gotta have that it looked like it was made of styrofoam and like wooden sticks. Like it was tall and everything, but it looked like the same stuff that like Tyga used for that big pigtail wig for, of hers. Like that is like, yeah. I I thought it was hilarious. Now, of course, they're going to win $250,000. If you won this cash prize, what would you do with it? I would uh, probably... Uh, oh my goodness. I, I, I haven't seen more than $50 in one place. So if anybody could help me with that, make sure that I can see more than $50 in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really love that for, 
uh, myself, uh, but let alone $250,000. I mean, I'm probably going to say the boring answer, pay off my music school student loans. Like, (laughs) like, like it's, it's, it's a tough life out there. And sometimes the answer to these types of questions are really fucking boring. (laughs) That's true. Now the theme is party all over the world very loose theme um what would you perform for this theme so my question is is it is it party with a capital t because i don't think that's my vibe or my jam um not probably not (laughs) probably not for me party all over the world i mean i think i think a lot of the queens had had uh a great uh great take on it i like how most of them did the uh the upbeat stuff i know you like a good upbeat number um i know that that ballads are not your your typical forte but i think something very high energy like i think tina turner's are always a a really good uh uh option here i think uh, uh i think honestly this would be a great time to do like a spice girls number like doing doing like spice up your right. life, I think that would be great. But the old um maybe they're just a bunch of Tories. I don't know. They this season that I America. Could you say they that last? Howdy, you're muted. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. I don't know what the hell that was, but here we're back. Um, back to what we were saying. I don't remember what caught or not, but I will go with. We have our pop diva panel, but the ultimate decision lies in the hands of the drag-loving studio audience. Now, my question is, what if they were just a bunch of Tories who just don't like drag and infiltrated from within, and that's why we got the results we did? Because they hated Giselle. They hated Giselle. They also, 
I eat, like, sleep and breathe Trevor Ashley as well. I think that she, she had one of my favorite arcs of the season where I didn't really necessarily, I, I, look, I left the being a theater kid, like, early on in high school. And so, like, sometimes the big vibrato is very triggering for me. Uh, However, I, there was just something about her, her wit and her humor. There's a reason why they only aired her pre-performance interviews with, uh, with uh, Graham Norton. Like, have you noticed that every time before she went on stage that she was like one of the only one who they kept their interview because she's very witty. She has great, like uh, great presence. And, um, and then just like her performances are just show stopping. So um, I don't, I don't know what wavelength this audience was on, but it was not what I was feeling here. Um, so, I mean, you could be right. They could have, they could be just, uh, um, they could be the Supreme Court for all I know. And they're just voting everybody, uh, based off of that. Graham will ask Vanessa if she can predict who will win. She says that she can't predict anything as the season has been one surprise after another. So she tells them to bring it all to the audience as they are in charge. Um, now Trixie's advice is remember to spay and neuter your go-go boys. Um, is that does that happen in New York City nightlife? Do we spay and neuter our go-go boys? Um, n- no, uh, I don't. I don't think it's the spaying and the neutering um, because I think there's a huge uh, breeding kink that a lot of people would uh, be missing out on if um, if they did. And so I, I, I think that that's that's really the biggest issue there. That's fair. Now we're going to learn that the Queens will be performing twice. First, a song for the Queens and Queerdos, and later a show-stopping spectacular. And to begin, let's start with Trevor Ashley. Trevor is very happy to be in the finals. The top three are going to be the dressing room, as they are in there for the last time. Tyga wants to take the furniture, but Trevor says that there are better things to take, like a crown. How profound. And then the room is infiltrated by the eliminated Queens, and I got to ask... Is Maxi short or is Viola that tall? I okay, Viola is definitely tall. Um, I I don't know, but what's hilarious too is that when did you notice when have you ever seen Michelle Visage in person? Like from at, a distance, like, from a distance, have you ever mm-hmm. seen Michelle Visage stand next to RuPaul? It's very funny. It's the funniest thing in the goddamn world. I, when I saw Michelle go up on stage that one time where Aura was having her mental, mental breakdown and give her a hug, I was like, oh my God, these two humans are the same height. Which then, and I'm like connecting the red dots with, with string and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, so Aura is that short. Like, yes. has to at least be like 5'2". And I- she, she's, I, she's a petite little one. I think it's so funny, like the idea of like this little itty bitty baby drag queen when I, I mean, I'm six foot out of, out of drag. And so I'm absolutely taking, (laughs) uh, uh, what is it? Taking, um, sorry, this is when the NyQuil is kicking in for my flu. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Inspiration from absolute Amazonian women. It's, it's unreal. 
Yeah, it, for me, going back to DragCon and, and meeting the queens for the first time and being in my shoes and them either in heels or in their flats because it's DragCon, I'm like, oh my God, some of you are very, very, very tiny. Makes me, uh, makes me have hope because I'm 5'9". You're 5'9". You're the default gay short. Well, no, 5'9". I know, five isn't it terrible? God, God makes all uh, gay men at default. So, so it's, it's, it's essentially, it's five, nine and anything else is a deviation from five, nine. I don't make the That's rules. Fair. Um, also, did you, did you peep Tyga and Militia kissing? That I plot did. line is still existing. I did. And I think they are both very attractive. I would love mm. to be that kiss. That was very, very <laughs> cute. Trevor likes that they're going to get to hang out as it felt like forever since there were so many of them. And again, no, uh, no, uh, 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 Miss Estrada. She's still not there. So Trevor's first song is for the queens and queerdos. She says that growing up, knowing she was queer, but not wanting to admit it, it scared her to know how gay she was, but it was the greatest thing in her life. She loves the fact that she's queer and that she is this incredible, has this incredible community. The final three come together in face and Trevor goes, as they say in Australia, kick it in the dick. <laughs> means something different about, for us doesn't it well yes of course but you know i i think bringing up the topic of new york uh uh very popular kinks in new york nightlife i think that is also one of them um mm-hmm. um so i i i'm a little offended that she took that as an australian colloquialism um <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm, i've known known one or two people <laughs> yeah same same Trevor has been doing this for 20 years and she is two songs away from a quarter of a million dollars. She wants to show everyone from all over the world just what Trevor Ashley does and teach the kids exactly what a gay anthem is. We're going to put a pin on that first as we discuss the look. As mentioned before, give me the coat and just the coat. Love how it shines. I do not care for this wig. It is stringy and needed much more volume, like 10 times bigger Trevor is a classic drag artist. And when she stays in that lane, she shines. But when she tries to style herself in a way that's like cool and hip, it feels a little forced and incomplete. The jacket was amazing. Then when we see what happens after the jacket, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. It looks like this is already two wigs. I I think that this is... This is one, you know, the the Bianca Del Rio, like how she slicks back and, you know, uh-huh. has that face wig and then lays something on top of it. It needed to be three. It needed to be three if that's the case, because I like where it's slicked back. I think it frames, frames her face, face uh, nice. And I don't even mind the frizz. It's just non-committal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, I mean... We all know, like, Alaska's hair is just a, a teased-up knot ball on top of pin-straight hair. Like, le- like, lean into that. Do, like, a bleach blonde Diana Ross moment. Bring it all the way out and let it be, like, something that stands out. Everything's just... It, this under look looks like a bolt of, like, fabric, unfortunately. Uh, it just is... I love the shoes. I fucking love the shoes. Let's say that. <laughs> to kick us off we have her performance of it's raining men by the weather girls i mean it is cheeky and it does live in the world of musical theater thanks to priscilla queen of the desert it is a song i wouldn't want someone to do for a finale because it feels like a fucking gimmick now to begin i think she started off a little too low it was a very it was not a very nice rumble 
I do think the production quality of the dancers and the gay clowns clouds were great. Now, when we got to the reveal, we were back to it needs to be better, and that shit was just terrible. I don't care for her vibrato so much. Like, I also would like her to complete her work. Kind of like she was out of breath. This was not a performance that screamed winner, but she was saved the spectacle. Yeah, I think I think that she finds a lot of safety in her in that there's there's one she I think she knows her key. And I think that she is a little bit too limited by knowing what key fits her vocal range best. And so what she'll do is that in every single song, she'll hit that one note. And a lot of that is 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 great, but but sometimes it feels a little lazy because you're like, uh, 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 you have to think about when you what how you're going to strategically draw the line from your lowest note to your highest note, and once you hit your highest note, how are you going to make the rest interesting by not hitting that high note again, but by coming off of it? Like you have to think about this almost like like Absolutely. a narrative linear thing and and be strategic about it and not let the note be just a note like think about the arranging of the song as a whole i think that could have done been done better i think the energy of the performance was really fucking awesome i still i i look i love everything that she does i think it was really really awesome uh but i totally see where you're where you're saying it was lackluster in some regards That she looked so beautiful and the look, she tell that she did. And we were there. Mel B. She's kind of a bitch. Mel B. Comes out on stage. She knows she's going to entertain them as Nessus. I've seen her as moving the audience. She has what it takes. And knew it was going to come off. She says this look is so good on her and says the asymmetrical bottom is what they called her in her that about you too also. Anyway, Michelle says no one quite entertains her. She delivered that. We will have Graham show Trevor a special message from her grandparents, Stella and Cecil. And oh my God, the cuteness overload. Uh, she was reading a letter and it was so adorable. And she tells her that her mom would be dancing on the rooftop, waving the flag as though they can't do that the same. They will shout bravo. And we're going to learn that uh, granddad is 101 and granny is 97. Um, damn. Honestly, I, that was, I was on the borderline, like tear, like tearing up. I get very emotional. Yeah. I cry like when the wind changes direction. Um, and so I love this moment. I love like a good heartfelt moment. And um, honestly, like kudos to those grandparents because that's uh, that's wild to have them kind of batting for your side when when you know you're like putting yourself out there in this way. And you know it's it's not any very it's not an easy thing to do. So I'm so awesome. It's so awesome that she has that level of support. I'm going to give It's Raining Man out of a score of 10, a 6.5. I, 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 I would probably go 7.5. I thought it was not that bad. Okay. I know I'm 
I talk a lot and it's very, I seemed very critical, but I did like it. All right, Queen of the Universe bumper count number four. Next up is Tiger Brava. She made it to the finals, top three bitches. She will show Trevor some photos from home with her family. Her dad knew she was gay since she was 18 when she came out of the closet, and they didn't discuss it for seven years. No matter what, he loved her. She broke his system. When she talked to him about doing drag, it was a complete reboot of the system. When she told him about this opportunity to be on the show, he started watching Drag Race on his own. Before she got on the plane, he said things that she needed to hear for so long. She says it was more so a process for him more than her. And she says the outcome of all this is to celebrate yourself and celebrate with family. It's her moment with her music to not just talk about the journey, but talk about the outcome. She's feeling the best she's been feeling her entire life. That's kind of been her narrative this entire season is breaking the mold. Yeah, I I, I love it, though. I think that she's... That, that though that's her narrative I think that it's it doesn't feel disingenuous it feels it feels like a true yeah. uh like level of you know vulnerability and connection that she is having with this audience and I I, I really like it yeah Okay, this look is from two very different universes. First, the hair is something straight out of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Then you have this look like it's a cute pop star walk around look with so much color in the hair that kind of made it look like she was wearing a cape. It just felt like they clashed and I didn't like either of them together. And then the white pleasers, it's the sisterhood of the traveling boot on this show and it's a fucking boot. Um, Come on, no pleasers, friends, we can do better. Um, Sure, it's a party look but I wish it could have been styled a bit more cohesively, especially knowing what we're about to hear. Yeah, I mean, this, this, was this when she sang True Colors or was that the second one? Mm-hmm. This is her, this okay. One. I completely blacked out that she sang True Colors. I'm not the biggest fan of that song. I think, I think what, where you were trying to say like about it's raining men where it can be gimmicky. True colors is always gimmicky. Uh, in yes. my in my in my own personal opinion. I I love that. This I can't I can't believe I blocked it out that she sang that song in this. Okay. At first I'm like, the look isn't that bad, but then I, realizing what song she's saying, fuck. I yeah, no, that's that's this isn't it for me. All right, we're going to peep the family in the room. Oh, my God, how cute. Okay, True Colors, Cindy Lauper. Off the bat, again, the look and song clash. Yes, I get the message of the song and how the hair has colors, blah, 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 blah. But if you're going to do a ballad like this, I want a beautiful gown. Give me like a cascade of rainbow on a gown. I would love for the texture of that dress to continue into something that like, like flowed out. Like that would have been really cool, but it just... I mean, it looks like it's made with a, a bunch of denim bucket hats. And yes. um, and I, though, love the concept and love the idea of a bucket hat dress. Uh, it just does not fit with the song at all. Now, vocally, it was mesmerizing. She had a great voice for this track. I think the mountain of backup dancers with the colors was very evocative. We didn't want anything more dramatic or crazy. Listen, when they cut to her dad crying, Game over. She won. Like the show was over. No one else needed to perform. There were some vocal blips, but it was a very pretty performance. I, but here's the thing though, is that like I 
very much preferred her second performance over this one. And like, yes, I, I completely agreed. I, I, I was tearing up at the, the, the dad uh, uh, cutaway. But uh, ultimately, I thought, you know, I wasn't I wasn't wowed by this. Tyga seems to be surprised to see her dad and mom and sister. There they are. Now, Graham says hi to Julio and notes that he was crying while watching her. And Tyga says that this is the first time that he'd seen her in drag. He gives her words of encouragement and it was very, very sweet. Um, RuPaul is like, no, this is what I do on my show. Don't steal this moment. LB <laughs> was on her feet because she says it was incredible and her best performance yet and says it's the best she's looked yet and says this is her and she's so fucking proud of her. Vanessa says that they're seeing the sensitive parts. So the fact that they got to hear her vulnerability that they hadn't seen, it allowed them to see the total package. Trixie says she loves the hair and compares it to Monsters Inc. Swiffer. She says the song is so beautiful, but because it's so beautiful, it can go cornball really fast. She says she successfully did not go cornball, even though she's in a foam sculpted wig. Michelle says her vocals are the best they ever sounded. And Tyga is so grateful for the moment and wants to have a mental picture for, of it for the rest of her life. I mean, yeah. I'm going to give this a nine. I'm going to give her a nine out of 10 because the look and the song clash and that's where like a whole one got dropped. I mean, I'm going to probably do like a, a seven and a half, same as, same as uh, Trevor. Okay. All right. Bumper count number five. Next up, it is Aura Eternal. She made it to the final. Aura will ask for tweezers as she believes she looks like a hobbit. Bullshit, Vivian, bullshit. Um, she missed her friends and gives Maxie a hug and asks how she feels. And Maxie says she's healthy now, and that's on that. Still, what ha happened to Maxie? Come on, I need to know the mystery. <laughs> I, love, says, I love that you're going to put clear- out like... Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna put out like wanted photos or wanted posters mm-hmm. for for Maxie. I it's need to really, know. You do, and and I I will help you on this journey and, and thank figure, you. bring this out. Thank you, I appreciate that. Aura says that queer to her means something very simple: stay true to yourself. Aura will say that she is proud of Tyga, who is proud of her, and apparently Trevor Ashley is chopped liver. Uh, Aura says that being a finalist is the proudest moment of her life. And I'm sure she said something very similar when she was on Drag Race Italia 2, but I'll have to go back to the tapes on that one. She wants her family to see that she finally found a piece. They saw her struggle in a loop of anxiety and insecurities, and she wants to show them how much fun she's having. Anxiety and insecurities for a homosexual? Shocking. Oh my goodness. It's almost like uh, we haven't been (laughs) trying to navigate through our traumas our entire life. Okay, this look. That's a woman. Uh, the mug is impeccable. She has one of the most beautiful and softest paints I've ever seen. The black pony is hers. Screw you, Ariana. I don't know who you think you are, but this girl gets the pony. Um, the look is very cute. Works well on her body, though. It could have been like a two. So we didn't see the cooch as it was exposed a little too much. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, the look, like, I'm, it, the thing with this, like, really tight, like, like, coochie G-string thong looking, sh- like, 
peekaboo is that it's like shifting to like one side of her tuck <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it, it just it's just so thin that I would just almost would prefer it not to be there at all as far as like 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 let's just cover that of me being I am encouraging modesty here I am a young Christian woman that uh uh <laughs> where where you need to cover that cooch up save it for Jesus <laughs> agreed now we are about to hear a song that should not be performed but hey here we are oh. it's to see that walk by mother herself rupaul again here we are this was officially aura's application for a verse the world season vocally she did it her way she had a sweeter sound played with the vocals a bit more than we're used to rue doing it was not a perfect performance but she gave us a show um i want a rainbow carpet for when i used to see that walk into a room the death drop of course you have to do it but if you're talking about a song for queers and queerdos this is it I mean, you said you said it, more vocal performance than we're used to Rue doing. It's 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 Rue can't do that. I mean, I'm not even saying that Aura is the bar either because Aura plays around way too much. I think Aura lacks a level of control in her voice that like a lot of people like I don't know like in all of these different like singing competitions like you you have these these judges like saying like oh i could sense the nerves but there's no constructive like there's nothing constructive about that it's like they're talking about support they're talking about control they're talking about like don't let the phrase fall off in a run to try and cover the fact that your breath isn't great like i think that that's like there's so much technique that i think aura could benefit from and then oh my god can we get can we get into the breakdown that was that was like this weird build that they added into the song where she like hits the note and then she hits a higher note and then she hits a higher note and then she goes to do the death drop, holds it out for just a little bit too long. And she's like, wait, I got to do this on the beat. So I'm just going to stay here <laughs> until, <laughs> until the beat comes around. I just, it was, I, I, I feel like an absolute like bitch, but I'm just like, it was a little all over the place. And I'm just, I'm like, I love the look. I love that you're you're supporting her uh, in this in this little still frame that you've got right here. I think the visuals were really incredible. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, why are you doing this song? The budget for this production number alone, like those looks, for the dancers clearly had to be custom made in custom colors. A hundred percent. And it like, it's, I want it's, one in every color. I do too. I mean, it's fully giving formation with these like wide brim brim mm-hmm. hats and everything. I love it so much. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, you can't like you, you nothing gets past this steel trap right here. I can't, <laughs> I will pick out. I'm just like, it, it's, it's a, it's, it was definitely uh, a choice uh, and a big swing in that direction. So, but I get where she's coming from, mm-hmm. right? She's, this last week she was like, or these last couple of weeks, she's been in this like mental state. So she's like, she's like, <laughs> when you're, when you're off your meds and you're trying to tell people that you're like, you're, I'm not depressed anymore. And so like, 
you're you're like look I'm dancing I'm having fun <laughs> like that I feel like was aura this week it's definitely yeah, and she again the, her goal was make sure Mama Ruth sees this so she puts me on her radar Cor- correct all right Mel B says she absolutely loved it she says she heard the trills and heard the part uh, her own put her own little spin on she says it worked Michelle says her favorite thing at the end was, are you going to do a death drop or not? And she was like, hmm, okay. She says, making it her own instead of doing exactly what the record was. And she thought her voice sounded really good. Vanessa says that she has improved so much and she listened and learned and they see it in front of them. Trixie says it was interesting seeing the song perform because we don't see Rue do it that often. And when Rue does it, it's about twice her height. She says she has the benefit of the dancers. She, Trixie says when she goes on tour and she wants to look petite, she needs to go to a Neanderthal village and abduct seven foot tall people. A uh, shout out to my friend, Tom Feeney, who is one of those tall dancers who works with Trixie. I love it. I love it. I, but here's the thing though, is like, I love the idea of taking inspiration from like big Amazonian women. I want to be surrounded by petite women. I want to be the tallest woman there. Like yeah. every time I've ever had dance, like I, I started dragging college. And so uh, the, the, the big thing there was to like put on these like big productions and like, and, and, uh, and have dancers. There was a big, big dancer school as well. I was grabbing uh, like all of the petite women and I was towering over them and I loved every second of it. Um, I, I just, I love it so much, but I think it's hilarious. Who's, who's going to make Trixie look feminine at the end of the day? Definitely Literally. not, definitely not anyone, uh, uh, on this planet. <laughs> Now we're going to have a surprise message from Aura's biggest fans, her family. Very, very sweet. Um, and again, Aura says she has no words, just feels. We love the feels. I, I love it. I love when those, those little tiny bits of her accent come through and what she says. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're just talking like the cutest little tiny petite little baby person. And I just, I love it. I'm going to give her a score of eight. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give her a six. Okay, Queen of the Universe bumper count number six. Now, based on this round, I want to share what my overall scoreboard is. As I've done every episode, we take the overall scores from each episode and I add them up. Uh, currently, based on the scores of all the episodes, right now I have Aura um, in the lead with Tyga behind her, then Trevor. I uh, just would like to note for our friends, Trevor had 51.5 points. And please note, even with Giselle out of the competition with one less performance, she was still ahead of her at 53.5 points. So um, clearly we know where I feel about Giselle over Trevor. I did. I did. I did love Giselle. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm very shocked that Aura is your number one. That's that's like I. I. It, what what are you what what draws you towards her is the it- whole full production i mean i also obviously knew her because i watched um uh drag race italia so i i had a little more of a fondness for her because um i've had experience with her um and also there was a lot of song choices that i had issues with with some of the other contestants but as we learned from our first episode this season when i had Novazar on uh, sometimes you don't have a choice of what you get to sing. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Now Graham tells us for the final performance, the top three queens have been asked to sing a real showstopper that proves that without a shadow of a doubt, they are worthy of the win. 
what would you sing for your showstopper? You know what's so funny is that I I would have done the same song that Tyga does, but I would have done it in the style of Have you seen? Uh, so she did Chandelier, right? Mm-hmm. Was that this this one? I, my memory is 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 awful. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. don't remember where I even live sometimes. Uh, and so uh, I would have done that but if you've ever heard Sarah Bareilles sing Chandelier live uh with the ukulele it is so impeccable and it's so stripped down um and and it just it with enough reverberation it just will render an entire room it rent for me I I get chills every time I hear her version of it I think I would have done that but I wouldn't have done the big produced like Sia version I would have done the stripped down like I feel like this is the moment where you can either go one way you're either going to go the biggest goddamn song in in the world and with all of the production in the world or you let your voice stand in a spotlight and you just do what you do best and I would have gone that route in my own personal that's fair all right well let's begin with Trevor Ashley we're going to get a little sit-down interview with Graham Norton, who calls her the pride of Australia. He tells her that she is one of the most seasoned queens. Why was being in the competition so important? Trevor says that the last two years with COVID, the fact that their country closed their borders completely, they were locked up. She says at the end of that, just as they opened up, losing her mom was a rebirth and restart. She says it's such a strange thing because it will always be not the first thing that she did. It will be always be the first thing she did after her mom went. She says her journey throughout Queen of the Universe has been pretty amazing and loved having the challenge to sing a whole lot of different styles and pushed out of her comfort zone. She wishes her mom was there to see it as she was always there, and she was always so proud of her, and she misses her a lot. Now, Trevor tells Graham that it was important to her to come there and try something new and not to be stuck. She has been doing the same sort of stuff for a long time, and now she gets to go back and look at what she's doing in her shows and change it up and give people more variety. Now, Graham says she is one show away from being crowned. What would it mean to her? Trevor says it would be a huge validation of what she's achieved so far and what could come next. She says there is always something new to learn and take on. She says you can be an overnight success at age 60. You just have to keep working at it. And she feels blessed to be part of it. The world is her oyster. Bring it. Um, so wait, I have to wait till I'm 60 to be an overnight success? God damn Girl, it. Yeah. It's not that far I'm- away, but. Uh, no, no. Um, but you know, I feel like you can, you can at least wait five years, right? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. This look is it. It is drag mama. She looks beautiful in this cascading orange to red gown with the lace butterflies and flowers. I think the hair is a great color. Again, I need more volume from her, just proportions. But that boa, it is what we see as a classic drag artist does in Australia. That's what they thrive on. I, I, I absolutely love this look. I mean, I, it's taking all of the strength in my body not to start saying after a long night of fucking but i love this so so much i think i agree with i you know what it is i mean i she's got as somebody who also has a very large head and like cannot find hats without them being on the last notch um i 
I I just think that like she's got all of the wig textures right. I think that like this like nice wavy curl is so beautiful on her. But yeah, I it's like she's a she's a two to three wig stacker person that that just needs a little bit more of that volume because right now it's it's the when the boa is bigger than your hair, we got we mm-hmm. gotta have right like absolutely. But it's not the boa that's the problem. It's not the dress that's the problem. The styling is phenomenal. It's just, I would love for it to be a little bit bigger. Other than that, absolutely no fucking notes. For her final performance, she'll be singing maybe this time from Cabaret. Listen, this is one of my ultimate go-to karaoke songs. I love it. It's one of the most powerful theatrical tour songs ever written. I find it utterly fascinating that she is picking this as the song to take the crown for on a show that wants a drag pop star. This couldn't be anything further from that. But I will say is she's clearly sung the song before. She had it in her body. Yeah, no, it's 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 so real. This I this is probably one of my favorite performances on the show. So this is a perfect example. Uh, you remember how we were talking about big production versus like mm-hmm. putting your voice on a spotlight? She absolutely did exact. I I I understand that they're they're looking for like the the drag superstar pop star thing, but but I think that you can't discount how I had <laughs> goosebumps from head to fucking toe. It was so good. I felt it. She acted the shit out of it. She was done dirty with the cut of the song because she didn't get a chance to climb to the top of the song. But when she got there, it was strong. I want to see this performance live. Just like that, I'm going to say it was her best performance of the series. I I thought I thought this was one of the best performances of the series. Yeah. All right, judges. First, I got to say, my lover, Charlie Goddard, putting her boa back on her. How sweet. I knew my prince was charming don't else bitch um graham will ask her why this song for a showstopper she says she turned 40 just before the pandemic and on her 40th birthday she was going to give up doing this completely but this has brought her back to being creative and perform again she is grateful being back doing what she does and didn't give up now vessa says she thinks thanks god she didn't quit she says she's 59 and she's still there because they do the work and they're always having fun Mel B says that she is everything right now. She says, enjoy it because it was a fucking great. Trixie says, it was the perfect song because she knew how to start small. And then she got big and crazy. She says it was like a tidal wave of Trevor blow my tits off. She says she is so happy she came there because you can only grow by doing things you've never done before. She says she has to do more shit and thinks that's in the Bible. Michelle says that Liza won an Oscar for that and knows how proud of her that she would be. You think Liza Minnelli is watching your crappy ass show? Michelle, come on. If that's the case, get her on Drag Race as a guest judge. I know. Um, She says that she won't be proud of that wig, but we'll talk about that later. Trevor says she knew she'd say that as she ran out of wigs. And Michelle says she doesn't need to answer who she is as an artist. It's already there. She is Trevor fucking Ashley. Now, Trevor says it's sort of surreal that the whole thing is done. And she had such a great time doing it. She thanks them for being so wonderful. And she wants to win. She says no matter what happens, she's just so thrilled she came and did it. See, at least Michelle wants to call her out for the wig. I but Michelle wants to call everybody out except for Aura because Aura will cry. Aura will cry. Yes. 
Uh, do you do we think do we think that Michelle jumped too quickly on on adding Visage at the end of Aura's last or at the end of Aura's name? I can imagine her being like that and being like, "Oh no, she might actually call me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give Trevor's performance a nine point five. I'm I'm gonna give this a ten. I fucking love there it, it is. I loved it. Queen I love the this universe so bumper count number seven. All right, let's move on to Miss Aura Thermal. Now, Aura tells us that she always manifested being at the final, but didn't expect the road to be rocky. Now, I need someone to help me out as we go through this. Graham is going to remind her that she, it was quite the journey as she was in the bottom four times. And she's like, why are you telling me this? The hair, peep her hair. This interview, I don't know. I don't know if she played around with her out of drag hair earlier in the season or whatever but it was much longer in this interview so she clearly let it down um i was like did i miss something because on uh, drag race italia she had long hair um now out of drag she's it's much shorter and i thought it was shorter for this show because i remember like being surprised by it so maybe her hair just grows faster she just styled it in a way that you didn't see it I thought that her hair was up for most of the like out of drag shots. I think I don't. Yeah, I thought it was. It must have been up in a way that it made it look like it was much much, much shorter. Short. But yeah, I don't know. So why did she think she's still there? Was it the audience and the judges liking it? She says she doesn't have filters and she is approachable. I'm like, girl. I think there's a little Italian lost in translation because those two should not be the same. Um, yeah. But okay. <laughs> Has this competition changed her? She says she thought she was coming there, trying to make herself always look the best, but she says she has learned that we will always try to make mistakes and she just doesn't have to stress too much about it. She learns and she goes on. She had a lot of ups and downs and rose to the occasion. She has proven herself and she tells Graham that she has become so much more confident. On Drag Race, she made it to the top three. She said to herself she didn't deserve it. She was pretty enough to make it there. Here, she thinks she does deserve it and she thinks she looks even prettier. Oh, she got some sarcasm finally. She is feeling super confident and super proud, and she is finally the version she has always dreamt of being her whole life. Her look is stunning. That gown is the aura that I knew from Drag Race Italia 2. Love the white hair, but I think I just really prefer her in black. She is a porcelain doll. She is delicate and gorgeous. That blue is very striking. The ruffles, the tool, magnificent. I just want a necklace. Like, just a little baby drop with a stone. That's all. Nothing too wild. Just give me a necklace. I mean, but you'd have to realize, like, she's holding the mic here. I mean, there's still, like, it's any sort of accessory here would have gotten covered regardless. Like, those those details, I think, I think the answer isn't necessarily a necklace, but maybe something a little on the wrists. Uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, so that it, that at least kind of shows a little bit more. But I mean, here's the thing. You can't really knock any of her outfits this season. Like you can't knock nope. any of them. She's always looked incredible. Absolutely. For her final performance, she will sing without you as performed by Mariah Carey. What a big song for a little girl. She started very subtle and soft. There were some nerves that caused some pitch issues. I don't know if this was the song she should have done because you need to have something special to do it like Mariah. When she got to the chorus, she started so low when she needed to option up. And you can see the girls in the box being like, go up, babe, like up, up, up. And when she did get there, she knew she fucked up and she went so mentally out of it. 
I felt so terrible. Like, um, this is like OG days of American Idol where like you just know that they're on the show because they are going to fuck up. Um, this was one of those moments where I was like, okay, maybe the producers should have been like, let's try this again. Pretend this didn't happen, audience. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing though, is that like, um, you can have, as somebody who, who it's it's so hard to to replicate the energy of being on stage and like performing the uh your song in front of an audience there is something that like uh they'll talk about making sure that you don't do which is like over singing and and, and making sure that like you're gonna want to like push much more and like it's it you're gonna want to belt things that you should be singing in falsetto and like and and uh a bunch of other different decisions that come with the energy of the adrenaline of being on stage um and so i mean she could have rehearsed this a million times over but if that adrenaline in that moment forced her to make decisions that she didn't rehearse then it's really just all an uphill battle from there if she at any given moment decided to 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 say you know not opt up or maybe she was maybe she the entire time she was doing it lower but because of the energy uh uh of of that the audience was bringing she wasn't used to rehearsing that opt up i, I don't know what it was but at the end of the day it was it was not it it, it was it was yeah I almost wonder if this was one of those um, here, do this song for the finale and she had to learn the song like in a day or two. It's Um, possible. Because again I don't know if she just didn't hit that first note when it got to the chorus or what happened but we're so used to knowing how Mariah sings it so we know it's supposed to be up an octave and, and she just didn't get it and then when she's not feeling it, the audience isn't feeling it, and then she, we know her anxiety is true. She was gone. She she couldn't fix it. Um, yeah. It 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 felt. I felt bad. I felt really really bad. I felt bad too. I just. I mean, but at the end of it, it's like it's like the at the end of the day, this is a TV show. There are so many different mm-hmm. moving parts that are beyond the screens. And, you know, we could sit here and unpack it, but like, you know, I mean, it, it, it makes you feel bad and we could talk about fairness as well. But at the end of the day, it just, it didn't really meet the criteria of, of anything. Even Just even the song choice, like of all the Mariah songs without you, like just the message doesn't really fit. Like you want to do Mariah's song for the finale. Like hero should have been the song choice. That or I mean, there's there's also like huge clearance issues. Like if they're they were able to clear one song but not another. Like you know maybe she you know she could have wanted to probably do hero if if that's the case. But these yeah. are all the, all the ifs ands and buts of of exactly. not knowing what's behind the scenes. Michelle says that the song is a juggernaut. She says she showed them lows and highs. She thinks she put a little bit too many runs trying to prove to them that she can do that, but she wants to give her credit for looking like an angel. She is really proud of what she did this whole journey. And then the rest of the critiques, they're like, you tried and we don't know what to say. Mel B (laughs) says they have seen massive progression and everything. It's not just about singing. It's about her drag looks and she nailed it right there. 
Vanessa says she can hear her nerves and that's what happens when you're a pro. She says you'll learn that you have to adjust because you're not feeling strong. She says she did the best that she could do given the circumstances. She looks exquisite. Trixie says she should be really proud of where she is because everyone is there because they're amazing singers and amazing performers. And if I were Aura, I'd be like, can I just go home now? Can I just go to sleep? A hundred percent. Graham will give her one final say. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's that one moment where it's the finale, so they don't want to, like, end on the... Did you notice that the order changed up, too? So they had... They they had uh, put Aura not as, like... If they did the the order the same as the first set, um, she would have gone... She would have gone last. She would have been, like, the last one. But they made her... Which I think she did. And I think that she did go last, but they needed to change the energy, too. But it's it's also I think if they wanted to if they wanted to do that and already play with the order, they should have just put this one first, then Trevor second, and then Tiger last. Correct. And then we would have no idea. Uh, correct. But also now Graham, the, yeah, yeah the first set, the second set were different. So it just it kind of just like stuck out like a sore thumb. Oh. Graham will let her have a final say, and she says this could have been a little better, but says she has to think about the present and let's let live the moment. I'll give her a six out of ten. I'm, I'm going to go like a four. All right. Queen of the universe bumper count number eight. And Tiger Brava. She doesn't want it to end. She wants 10 more weeks of performing. And I'm like, that's called drag race, mama. Graham will congratulate her. And she's like, for what though? Graham tells her that the stress never got to her. Where does that positivity come from? She says, it's a hard question, but it comes from a mindset of everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. Like the multiple times they had her in the bottom. But Graham says she's in the final. And that's the main thing. She's not complaining. Tiger says since walking in the queen room for the first time, it's been the most stressful weeks of her life. She had no, she had so many doubts, but her biggest competition was herself and her inner demons. Uh, so she's really trying to get on that drag race television program with those inner saboteurs. Taiga has learned to let go. And that's what they're here. Why they're here to become the best version of herself. She has learned that she is enough and she can show her ass on international TV and still be celebrated for it. Um, yeah, it was purple. Graham asks, how big could Tyga Brava get? She says she doesn't think she has a stop sign on that. She thinks of herself, of someone who wants to always improve and grow and try new things. She had a big journey coming into terms of who she is and her femininity and those parts of herself she didn't like. She says her close friends would be very pleased to see that she found not just a place where she is celebrated for not just who she is, but that she found a voice. They won't recognize the person on stage as they will see the real her and hear the real voice that was inside of her. And she tells us that the song she is singing is about resilience and falling and getting back up. And she has learned that she is the person who fights for what they want and their dreams. Her look. This is literally what I imagine the queen of the universe wearing the silver with the cosmic sleeves and the hair with the stones. This was beautiful. No notes. It is incredible. The way that it's like has its structure above her wrists, like the top part of yes. this sleeve, the way that it like, it's so good. It's, I love this top to bottom. I love that her tattoo is showing too. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. For the last time, she will be performing Chandelier by Sia. And I was like, Jan must be quaking right now. (laughs) 
It's not the Sia song that I think is the show-stopping final finale song because there are some Sia songs message-wise that are like, yeah, that's a finale. But she did well on it. I think she had a good grasp on the vocal. The echo effect was to her benefit. The falsetto was quite pure and she knew how to use it. I think her and a microphone and smoke was just what was necessary for this performance. I do wish that she soared a bit more, but the orchestration didn't quite allow for that. Vocally impressive. I just didn't love the arrangement. Yeah, no, I completely. What 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 Sia song would you prefer over over Chandelier? Oh God, um, I think um, a lot. Uh, hold on, I know the song. I don't remember the title. Unstoppable. Oh, Unstoppable is really great. Uh, yeah, I think I would have gone. I I would have gone either if you're going to do Chandelier, do the Sarah Bareilles version, or or the greatest. Uh, the greatest oh, would have worked too. Was really good. Uh, or I would have done Alive. Alive is really awesome. Because yeah. then you just get to like find the note and just belt it out, you know, right? Yeah. See, see, is a good artist to sing. I agree. It's hard to sing. Yeah, I, I Jan knows. Um, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to drag her anymore. Um, listen, I saw her very, many times sing Chandelier pre-drag race and there were times at Icon Bar and Grill that I was like, ooh, all of us audience members are wishing she didn't sing that right now because her voice is not working. Um, anyway, I enjoyed Tyga's performance. I think this was the right way to end it. I did it. I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. All Everything was very intentional uh, from the look to the song to the uh, the staging and, and you know, the lack of, the like you know it's it's still a big song and still like this big pop song but i think everything was super intentional and i think it paid off yeah mel b doesn't have any words and comes up and bows down to her they hug it out on the floor and they both need help getting up because they are wearing drag also we didn't talk about it but um mel b was in full scary spice drag 100 percent. i loved it i loved it as was michelle visage and but not, but not Vanessa. Yeah, she did no. not get the leopard print this week. It's not that. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's so good. I, I love it. She even had stones. That's how much drag Melby was wearing. I, I loved it. I mean, Melby was on something else this whole season, and I, 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 I want to get, I want someone to interview Melby and be like, why do you hate Giselle Royale? I, but also, like, what were you, what type of uppers were you on? Like that. This is unreal because it was, it was, it was wild. I think you know what I think. I, I think she was just playing it up for the show. I think she's. I mean, she's done what Britain's Got Talent, America's Got all. Talent. She's done them all. She's done this type of thing, but she's never played it up this much. I think that being surrounded by a bunch of drag queens, like, and you know, having Trixie to your left uh made her just play it up even more and you know that's fine it was whatever but i think it was definitely a choice but trixie says if they're talking about last performance on her journey at queen of the universe she really got up there and made an obstacle course of a song look like an easy song she says she just fucking did that vanessa says this number was called showstoppers and she stopped stopped the show she says she did everything she needed to do in that song and she proved to them that she is the entire package Michelle says that she has a confidence on stage that a lot of people work very hard to get to that point and she's just got it. She says this was indeed a showstopper. She is so proud of the journey that she's been on. She thinks it was fantastic. 
Graham allows her to talk once more and she says, it's been fucking amazing. She thanks the judges and Graham and then the conversation, but the conversation that Graham thinks um, he's talk, she's talking about, he, she, he heard the word talk um, and that's why HR canceled the show. Her mother is I, right there. I think we've, we've really hit the nail on the head here. Yeah. Um, this performance, I'm going to give a 9.5. I, I think I'm going to do the same. I think I'm going to do a 9.5. Queen of the Universe bumper count number nine. Now, based on the scores in this final round, here it is. On the bottom for me, Trevor Ashley with 61 points. As evident of the performance, Aura literally lost in this final performance. She got 67 points with Tyga gaining 69 points. So based on my power rankings of the season, Tyga Brava would be my winner. Yeah, I mean, I... If it weren't for the elusive uh, sickness, um, I still I think Maxie would have Maxie would have come through in a completely different way. But it makes so much sense that that uh, that I mean I, I, for me it was between uh, uh, Tyga and, and Trevor. Well, it's time for the audience to vote for one singing superstar to be Queen of the Universe. Who will walk away with the title of Queen of the Universe and a prize of a quarter million dollars? The queen finishing in third place is Aura Eternal. And then there were two. The winner of Queen of the Universe is Taiga Brava. Do you agree? I, I do. I really do. I love Mama Brava in the audience just waving that Mexican flag. I was like, that's pride, honey. I love it. No, it was so cute. She just won a quarter million dollars. What do you have to say? That's a lot of pesos. I was yes. going to say, I mean, that that <laughs> there's going to be a lot of zeros in that. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> Trevor will say that she heard the a rumor that the runner up gets to take out all the male dancers. And I say, not my Charlie bitch hands off. I, I think you need to, you need to aim for, well, aim for the runner up of queen of the universe season three. There it is. RIP. We are introduced to our new queen of the universe who will get to sing her rendition of the theme song. So do we think if the show were to go on that every winner has to sing that song as their coronation song? Like, at what moment would they stop and be like, maybe this is a little too much? You know, like, would it be like the the season five or like, we've heard this five times already. Could you imagine if on American Idol, every single winner had to sing a moment like this? I, know what? I changed my mind. Yes, absolutely. I want every winner of American Idol. Okay, let's go back in time. What would Ruben Stuttered's version of a moment like this sound like? I... (laughs) I don't know. But imagine like if you're you're told that you have to sing this song, what if you're like a baritone winner? Like what are you what are you gonna do? Like they're they've got these tracks. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it all back to Queen of the Universe for a second. There was a time when a winner of another singing competition had to sing a moment like this, and that winner was Leona Lewis. Oh my god, Leona Lewis is She's watching this being like, Mel B, you canceled the show. I was only pregnant. You were only supposed to be my stand-in. Oh, my God. But did you also, do you know, like, Leona Lewis, T? Like, I have heard that she is one of the biggest goddamn divas in the world. Really? Like, backstage. Okay, so I went to school, uh, I went to, like, a music school, and, like, a lot of my professors, like, were, like, traveling, uh, uh, in like working in the field and I heard there was, she was talking to me about like uh about like just like gossip like backstage gossip and apparently like 
Leona is just the god awful worst. This is all alleged. It's all alleged. But uh, uh, but it's so funny. I mean, look, I mean, listen. We, after her cat's debacle, I could see it. I. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the other thing too: is that like, why didn't we just get Jesse McCartney to sing "Bleeding Love"? Because Jesse McCartney wrote it. It's true. It's so true. Anyway, um, also Clock Drag Queen lip syncing along, being like, "Bitch, that's my track. That's my song." <laughs> and there it is. Queen of the Universe bumper count number 10. That's it. Our show's over. I got one, only one burning question for you. What yeah. is the legacy of Queen of the Universe 2 going to be? I, probably not much. I mean, it's on Wild Presents Plus, let's be honest. Internationally, not in America. I mean, <laughs> what's the legacy? Well, I can't tell you because I live in New York City. So. So sad. So sad. It but, really um, is. Yeah, um, it's over. And I don't know if I have hope now because I really thought um, being on Wild Presents Plus, we'd have another season potentially pared down or something. But I guess not. I guess that's fine. Um, give it a year or two. Let them let, get get workshopping, figure out other ideas, maybe reformat it. Um, but I do think it's an important show in the world of drag. That's I where I stand. I completely agree. I mean, there are so many. I, I have said time and time again and you as an absolute expert in drag and, and one of the biggest fans in the world <laughs> like I, I you can probably attest to this too the best performers of any medium will always be drag queens the best makeup artist will be a drag queen the best dancer is going to be a drag queen the best singer is going to be a drag queen the best comedian is going to be a drag queen so there needs to be these outlets and these spaces and these stages for the the talent of these queens and and performers to be showcased uh i there there absolutely needs to be a space for this all right well where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug well i am uh i've got a lot of things in development right now i'm i'm working together we might be having a a podcast series coming out soon We'll, we'll see how that goes uh but ultimately at the end of the day you can find me on instagram at aja dot you can find me on venmo on aja dot and then on uh twitter which i just uh uh revamped and launched i just came out of this drag drag retirement so i'm getting everything together but my twitter is aja underscore duh but uh yeah Amazing. Well, thank you so much for going on this journey with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This is so fun. 